if you simply put your head in the sand and don't communicate both internally or externally, you're going to miss this greatest opportunity ever because there are a lot of lonely people that are not being communicated that can be your client tomorrow if you do. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. Luke, how are we doing today? They paid highly quarantined. You know, I'm doing well, although, you know, as a business, you know, it's like reminder media, I find myself like the two mindsets of there's days that I'm consumed with like numbers and details and all those things. And today is one of those days. It's kind of like I'm laid back, just relax, not very inspired. Laid back and relax in the details. All right. That's why I have my new drinking V8 energy sparkling the new stuff man it's better than monster you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen no, I, went, I went through the same thing i was in, in marketing numbers this morning then i hopped over into photoshop and i was trying to do design and then i ended up getting called into scheduling and logistics so i can't seem to stay on one thing longer than a few minutes hey, well it's just the life being in business it's like you have to do multiple stuff it's crazy well, we have someone on the podcast today who is very familiar, I'm sure, with some multitasking and years of experience in the financial service industry. He's working with multiple different brands, but now he's the founder. His name is Keith Gregg. He is the founder and CEO of Chalice Network. It's a member benefit organization for independent financial, tax, insurance, and legal professionals that delivers a fully integrated suite of technology tools, products, and services through their Chalice Advisor Exchange with three decades of executive leadership and financial services experience, Keith has also served in executive roles for some of the largest financial institutions, such as Wachovia Securities, GE Capital, and Prudential Investments. On top of all of that, he is the author of Do Well by Doing Good, The Complete Guide to Charitable Remainder Trusts, and is a certified planning giving specialist. Keith, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here with you all. Keith, it's great to have you on the show, man. Excited to get in and pick your brain on what you see is happening in the industry, what your advice would be to advisors and small business owners about sales and marketing. But if you could just take maybe, you know, a few minutes and share your backstory of how you got to where you're at today. Obviously, a ton of great experience there, but just walk us through kind of your journey and what led you up to where you're at today. Well, thanks, Luke. Glad to be here with you all. And it's funny, it's uh, when you kind of hear somebody else kind of give your background and experience um, and then uh, opening comments like Josh did, it really kind of brings you back to uh, like back to the future is deja vu. When I look back at, you know, 1996, when I wrote the book called Do Well by Doing Good, you know, here we're talking, what is that, 24 years uh, ago. And, and as much as things have changed, they've stayed the same. You know, the premise was, how do you do well by doing good, you know, serving others. And, uh, you know, if you can give more than what you take, if you uh, if you're able to uh, continue to uh, my son, many, 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 many years ago, when I was contemplating writing the book, you know, came up with this poem called The Magic Penny. And it was, you know, see a penny, pick it up, pull, uh, uh, lend it, spend it. You'll have plenty. Hold it tight. Don't give it around or share it. You won't have any. You know, there are ways that you as we individuals 
um, and collectively can do very well by helping many others. And, you know, there's old, there's old saying there's nothing wrong with self-interest as long as it's not at the expense of the interest of all others. But who would have thought 24 years later, the premise of, of, a, of a young buck at the time, uh, all of 33 years of age, uh, would have then said, okay, I'm going to go back to where I began, which is how do I build something and deliver more to others and then do well by doing good for many others. And that's kind of what, what Chalice was born out of. Chalice mm -hmm. is a, is a purpose-built company to solve for the pain points of this emerging, growing, uh, strong embodiment of entrepreneurs and individuals and, and folks just like y'all that are running a small business, growing a small business, uh, aiming to be a bigger business, a medium-sized business, and ultimately a big business. But the way that that can only happen is to, is to, is to come together. The, and that's where the whole strength of we empowers a network of me uh, concept came from. And I you know, trademarked that saying that we collectively, just like the five of us on this call this morning, uh, six of us on the call this morning, we in this podcast, we can collectively do a lot more than any one of us individually can. So Chalice is a purpose-built company whereby we want to do aggregate, integrate, uh, products, services, support, technology and tools, and people. The most important thing is bringing the people together. Um, you know, Josh eloquently said three decades uh, of experience and yes, 33 years in the business. So I've seen an awful lot. look at day over 20, Keith. <laughs> That's why I love joining y'all because you're wonderful and you make me feel good about that uh, the 30 years of explosive experience actually means something, not just getting old. So, but the, <laughs> uh, the, the, the thing that I can tell you that when I look at the first time I left, uh, you know, the corporate world and to go build, you know, make the transition from employee to entrepreneur, you know, in 1996, building a business called uh, Greg Charitable Planning Services, as Josh referenced being a certified plan giving specialist, you know, helping, you know, investors in, uh, and donors gain the financial and economic benefits of a charitable plan gift through financial planning and estate planning and, and their philanthropic desires and how to make those converge and get the benefits for both both the charity that you want to give to and your family to take care of them as well. And, and when I did that, you know, and made that transition from employee to entrepreneur, there wasn't anybody there to help me do that. You know, I was a pretty good advisor, but I had no idea what it was like to go build and run a business. You know, fast forward, you know, here we are in 2000 or 2020. And I look at, you know, the growth uh, of the independent advisor, whether a financial advisor, an RIA, CPA, tax professional, insurance agent, many of these folks all were employees at some point in time, working somewhere else, and are now on their own and owning their own business. Where do they go to get the help that they need to help them run their business better? And I would, uh, when we rolled out the Chalice uh, uh, Digital Marketplace and the Chalice Network last year, we did a five-city roadshow. Started out in Santa Monica and Phoenix and Dallas and Atlanta. We had my good buddy Fran Tarkenton join us in Atlanta. It was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, and uh, and then we wound up in New York City at the Chelsea Pier. And at every location, we have between 75 and 150 people at these locations. And everyone, without exception, I'd ask the question, name for me today a membership organization for you to join as an independent business owner in the financial services area today. Long pregnant pause. Everybody would, sh well, you know, that's right, there isn't one. There isn't one. For, so, you know, we call the SBA, you know, for Small Business Association, but that's only about government funding and lending. 
and about guidelines about how to how to how to run your small. It has nothing to do with how do you bring peer to peer, you know, like minded professionals together that are in the same boat, running a small to mid sized business, and how do we effectively run it better? You know, how do we learn quicker? Avoid making the same mistakes? How to overcome the challenges? So as I asked those questions, I'll never forget there was one guy. Uh, in the New York City Chelsea Pure location. So, well, what about the uh, FPA? I said, let me guess. You've been in the business for 40 years. And he said, well, how would you have known that? I said, well, I told you I've been in the business for 30 and not for nothing. You look a little older than me. And, he, and everybody laughed. And, <laughs> and they said, he said, yeah, well, 44 to be precise. And I said, well, let me guess one step further. You started out as an insurance agent. Yeah, how would you have known that? Well, 40 years ago, insurance uh, you know, agents were, were all brought together and the insurance companies created this thing called the Financial Planning Association to help insurance agents learn how to do financial plans to do what? Sell more life insurance. Hmm. How many of you in this room le you know, left uh, as an employee of either a big brokerage firm like uh, Merrill Lynch or Morgan Stanley UBS or a big insurance company like a Mass Mutual, MetLife, what have you? and started your business five years ago and to be an independent you know, uh, financial advisor, RAA. Half their hands went up. Okay, how many of you currently sell life insurance? All their hands went up. Mm -hmm. So how relevant is the FPA for the small to mid-sized business owner running a tax business, running a financial advisory business, running an insurance agency, if, if, they're, if they're not providing the, the, tr the training tools, technology to help the business owner run their business better? And by doing this, this is what Chalice set out to do, to create a member benefit organization for small to mid-sized business owners of in and around the financial services uh, arena to be able to come together, network, brainstorm, solve for, and get the economies of scale of the strength of the overall group where, you know, where scale matters. Size <laughs> does matter, even in the, in the small to business, business world, right? Size matters. So... If we come together, help each other, support each other, and nobody wants to be sold anything. People don't want to just simply be, be uh, sold a bill of goods and pay to be, you know, pay to freight to come to a conference or event. Let's become members of a network where we're in it to win it. We're in it together. We're going to solve for the problems and help each other. And that's what Chalice has set out to do. Now, the, chain, the name Chalice, I get this question every so often, you know, is there any religious connotation to the word, you know, the naming of Chalice? The answer is no, not really. But it was to, to be the end-all, be-all place to go to get everything you need in one place. And as and you gentlemen know uh, and ladies know that running your, your own small business, you got to aggregate and integrate all these different things. Everything from support in HR, IT, payroll, benefits, to CRM, marketing, uh, graphic design to you name it. You got to go to five or six different disparate locations, log in, log out, log in, log out, log in, log out. And so the idea was if somebody could create a destination place for me to go, to go run my business better, to access people like yourselves, to be able to ask a question, get an answer, to be able to ask for support and find a resource, or to be able to go and log into one place, to be able to go over here to pay my bills with, with, pay, with Intuit and QuickBooks, to be able to go over here to check my benefits with, with Oasis and do payroll with, with paychecks, to be able to go over here to do my social media and marketing, to be over here to go get you know my, my next month issue, my own branded uh, you know, publication to be able to put in front of my client, yet again, to tell them what's going on in the world. 
and I never had to lead. I logged into one platform with one password at one price on any device. Man, that's the holy grail. Mm. Whoever can bring all that together, aggregate it, integrate it, make it easy for me it's on my desktop to run my business. Well, yeah. that's what Chalice has done. Now, that's amazing. Now, it's a great story. It's a great uh, a journey to where you got to today. It shows how it started with almost that philanthropic sort of mindset, but ultimately it grows and, you know, you're really showing how you're taking that network of multiple people to really power the individual. So talk to us, cause this is sales and marketing. Um, you know, uh, the people that are listening to the podcast, they're, they're small business owners. They're looking at, I think one of the most critical things you mentioned, the challenges that, that small business owners face. And a lot of that's like lead generation. So you, you guys work a lot with that. You know, I follow your blog. We've, we've done a couple uh, co-webinars together. Like, how are you coaching FAs right now to generate leads? And maybe like you can go holistically, but also more from like the digital side. So I know you, you, you do a lot with marketing automation. I know there's a lot involved when it comes to marketing because we work with financial advisors, jumping through the hoops and getting the, uh, you know, all of the uh, compliance in order. How are, how are FAs generating leads today? Where are you seeing the most success from? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a great question. And it's uh, incredibly timely, right? In light of the environment we're in. You know, when we, when we first all, you know, were, were taken uh, by storm by this pandemic. Hmm. Uh, one, it caught us like, you know, a hurricane coming in uh, with very little notice that it was coming, right? Hey, within 24 hours, they're telling you, you know, it's off the shores right now and it's going to come in, it's going to hit, we're going to hit a category five and watch out, right? We'll hunker down. And uh, in, like anything else, that type of a crisis requires crisis management. And the number one rule for crisis management is over communicate. Communicate, communicate, communicate. It's the number one rule to be able to, to navigate your way through any crisis. So the, the greatest form of communication that advisors have at their disposal today is social media. And so not only do they have the ability to reach out to the existing clients and customers that they have today and make sure that they're talking to them. Uh, uh, I you know, haven't gone through 30 years of these up, ups and downs I like to say that, you know, I'm kind of getting tired of going through the 100-year flood every 10 years, you know. So, <laughs> it, but having gone through, you know, the, the 87 market crash, the 94 fixed income debacle, the 2001 9-11, the 2010 or 8 to 10, you know, economic crisis. And now here we are yet again in 2020. It's, it's, you've got to now really continue to provide, you know, empathy uh, for the client and your customer. And you've got to be, and you've got to show compassion. So that starts there. They, you know, many advisors far too often have taken, making their, you know, uh, spent all their time talking about what they know, what they, what they know, what they know that the client should have them. And you know what? Clients and the customers don't really care what you know. They want to know that you care. Mm. That starts there, right? So doing that and foundationally doing that with existing customers is great. Better yet, it's, it's going to the customer or client who's not getting that. That's where the opportunity resides for lead generation and growth to the advisor today. Because far too often, and it's embarrassing, but only about a third of the advisor base today are doing this outbound outreach call, touching that client as often as they have, communicating with them as they frequently should, and to be able to build the confidence that they're going to help them navigate these troubled waters and get to the other side of this, because better days are ahead of us. Mm. So social media has become the greatest uh, uh, weapon for the advisor who's prepared to go out and touch somebody today, to be able to really expand their reach, to, to touch somebody, communicate, hold a podcast like you all are doing. This is a brilliant job that you do. 
This is why we love you. We love having you as a partner on the platform. That's why the advisor community loves you because you're communicating them, keeping in touch and sharing these ideas. So if you think of that, the 10 advantages of, of social media today, I look at it, increased brand awareness, more inbound traffic, improved search engine rankings, higher conversion rate, better customer satisfaction, improved brand loyalty, cost-effective ways to reaching out and touching somebody and building an audience of people you don't know that now know that you care and that you, this is the way you communicate to their client, your, their clients. And this is the way you communicate to their families. And this is the optimism that you have and the, and the, and the will and the want and the drive to not only survive, but to thrive going forward. Better days are coming. It's not always going to rain. The sun will come out tomorrow. You've got a chance to leverage these cost-effective means of social media to be able to reach out and touch somebody, not only your existing clients, but prospects that are not being touched today. And it's a great opportunity to get more clients at this particular time. We have a terrific strategic partner on our platform that helps advisors do just that. We have Snappy Kraken, which is a really terrific organization down in the Daytona Beach area of Florida that really has helped advisors build a social media presence help them understand the difference between you know, LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and actually build and cast that network. And lo and behold, for somebody that might've been an introvert has now become an extrovert within a reach of thousands and thousands of people they never had access to before. Mm. No, I love that, man. I think one of the main ways we see advisors not using social media is because they don't know, they don't really know what to post or what they should be doing on social. Any thoughts on what they should be posting, things that you've seen work or what they should be doing? So here I buy into, yeah, I, need, I know I need to be on Facebook. I know I need to be on LinkedIn. What are some of the tangible things that you're seeing people post that you think would resonate or things they could do? You know, I, I'm a big believer in you've gotta, you've gotta be a, a, an avid uh, reader and you've gotta be canvassing the marketplace. The pros and the cons, right? Um, you know, uh, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, right? Mm -hmm. So as much as we look at the realities of what's happening around us, the, the economy, you know, the health, health crisis of, of, the, of the COVID-19, you've got to be able to, you know, look into that, canvas that, find out what the, you know, the, the current and potential long-term impact is both on the, the, the health of, uh, and well-being of, of folks as well as the financial well-being. And you gotta be looking for these glimmers of hope. So if you're not, if you're li simply living the world alive today and put your head in the sand, not canvassing what's going on, have your eyes wide open, listen to the pros and the cons, and then find that glimmer of hope that gives you the sense of something's gonna be better with it. Yes, it's tough right now. Yes, we need to hunker down. Yes, we need to be cautious. But you know what, there are the, 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 it's coming down, things are getting better. Here's what we see long-term. There's greater value. So there's a lot to say. And, 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 and those that are not used to doing it, I'm, a, I'm guilty of that as well. I don't, I don't tweet as much as I should. I'm not on LinkedIn as much as I should. I don't have an Instagram account, but I've got good people within my organization that I share this kind of stuff with them on a regular basis, and they try to get it out there for me as well. But right. I think what, you, what, what, the, what really is going to matter is whether you're an introvert or extrovert is to share real life examples of both one, how you're feeling, how your clients are feeling, what you're hearing from others about wh where they're going and how they're navigating this. That's it great. doesn't hurt just to simply say, I got up this morning on the Tuesday morning, the sun is shining. 
I had a wonderful experience this morning with these great people back in the Philadelphia area. And, and my friends over there are optimistic. They're out there doing a great service, touching the financial advisor community, providing it ways to be able to build brand loyalty with their customers and clients and share ideas that are going on around the country and around the world for that matter about how we can help you. And then guess what? There are a lot more people like this that are out there that deserve to be, you know, gain the, 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 not, uh, the notoriety uh, and the willingness like you all are doing. So this is, I think, uh, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, you've got to, you've got to be communicating. It's the number one rule. If you can simply put your head in the sand and don't communicate both internally or externally, you're going to miss this greatest opportunity ever because there are a lot of lonely people that are not being communicated that can be your client tomorrow if you do. If you're a financial advisor and are only connecting with men, you're neglecting half of your business right out of the gate. Women make up half of the workforce, and by 2030, they're expected to control half of the nation's wealth. But if you find yourself struggling to gain or keep female clients, there's hope. Go to ReminderMedia.com retention and download our free guide to retaining female and next generation clients. That's ReminderMedia.com retention. But don't wait. Take action on this today. So spot on, man. I, I agree with you. I think the people who are going to lose, and we saw this in the 2008, 2010, it's advisors not communicating with their, their people. I mean, it translates or transcends industries. It's not just advisors. It's agents, real estate, insurance. It's across That's all right. industries. You got to be communicating. But I think there was a golden nugget in there for people. When it comes to your posting and your content, you know, I think it was Gary Vee that said this, but I'm not positive, but it's document versus create. And I think what hinders so many people from sharing constantly is they're in the creation mode. Oh, what do I create today that's going to really impress people? Idea. Yeah, correct. Versus going, hey, I'm just going to share what I'm truly going through and what I truly did today. And if you share it with that authenticity, what happens is you attract that, you know, you attract your tribe and, and it's going to be in the consistency of your posting, your consistency of documentation that, you know, Josh and I have been saying this a bunch lately because we've been seeing it, but activity, it breeds productivity in the minds of the people who are watching. They, oh, they, see spot on. Spot on. they see you as productive, they see you as successful. And so it's just document, wait, you don't know what to post today? Just wake up, document. The second golden nugget you said is read. Your feed on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, that's a community of people. And just like you want engagement from them, they want engagement from you. Meaning Absolutely. like if they have a wedding, comment and, and reach out to them about their, their wedding that they had and how, wow, it's, you know, they're getting married. Like my brother got married in COVID season, so none of us could attend, right? So it's like comment on that. Like, you know, engage with them on the, the weddings you see of the pictures on Facebook, the, the vacation that's what ultimately will tran translate into building the mind share that you're looking for as an advisor, the empathy that you're looking for. You're so spot on. And Luke, one of the really cool words you used just then was authenticity. Be real, right? I mean, make it yours. You know, I'm never going to be the possessor of all the greatest ideas on the planet. I know that. There are a lot of other smarter people out there in the, mar in the marketplace and out in the world than I am. However, I get to be blessed to talk to great people like Luke and Josh and Andrew and Ariel, and, and I get to pick up some good ideas, and I get to share those. But, uh, but being an authentic and, 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 and being you know, earnest and, and showing empathy and compassion, and like you said, hey, you know what? Good for you. You were able to get married, even as during this craziest time. Best of luck. Congratulations. All those wonderful things. 
People want to see that there are people out there that are really empathetic to what we're all going through. Look at all the commercials we see on television today. Thank God. We'll get through this together. We're all in it together. We will, we will help each other get through this. And, you know, that's the best of times and the best of America that comes out when we band together like times like this. You know, all that infighting and all that other nonsense that's going on, it means nothing. Uh, as long as we can bring us all together to help each other get through all of this. So great commentary and you're spot on. No, man. Hey, I get this question of, you know, when it comes to, cause you're a master at partnerships, you've, you've built this whole platform of partnerships. And I think, and I would be curious to get your take on it. What is, you know, you're talking about the strength of we that empowers your network of me. I'm curious from a business side, are advisors taking advantage of the partnerships that are available to them? Not just from a reminder media standpoint, I'm talking about you got your estate planner, you got your accountant, you got your, you know, you look at your segment of your business and, and there's so many natural partnerships that they could have and have their own little chalice network for their client. Like, I guess, give me some of your thoughts on how they can go about partnering. You've built a whole platform of partnerships how you've gone about doing that and how that could maybe translate to a real estate agent's business or an advisor's business. That's, that's, yeah, that's a great question. And you know what, we're, yeah, we're very, very blessed with, with great partnerships like we have with Reminded Media. Uh, I, I absolutely know that we're better together than we are apart. And, uh, you know, far too often, you know, this industry that I've been part of for 33 years now, it's all been about me, 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 and, and, and I'm going to go run it alone because I've got the best secret sauce. So I've got the best idea and I'm, you're my competitor. I'm just going to learn it alone. And, you know, in other industries, especially in the software industry, technology, pharma, there's a lot of joint ventures. You know, even when they're on, on the surface, they look like competitors, but they joint venture it's called omni-channel distribution, right? And, and so we believe in omni-channel partners. We believe in partnerships. We believe that if I can tell your story, you can tell my story, and we're both telling the, the story that how we're better together than we are apart, everybody wins. Uh, but in terms of, you know, to your point about how the advisors are taking advantage about these other relationships they should have and can have and band together with allied professionals, allied professionals, we've now begun with Chalice, created the Chalice community. Uh, uh, the Chalice community is like LinkedIn for the members of the network. And these are where these allied professionals, I can look up a subject matter expert in Luke because he's a, he's a marketing communication guru and I wanna go, I need Luke's help. Luke, can you teach me what you know and how I can better communicate in the marketplace? I can now reach out and touch base with Josh, who I know happens to be a subject matter expert in uh, 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 graphics and, and social media. And I wanna be able to build those bands. So we have created the Chalice community and in the community, it's like LinkedIn for Chalice. It's like Facebook for Chalice. It's a way to be able to partner with and build these strategic alliances with the tax professional, the insurance agent, the attorney. Far too often, many of these advisors never even get to meet each other with the client until there's a debt. And they all wind up in a conference room. And oh, oh, you're the CPA, and oh, you're the attorney. And they look at each other very cynically like, Oh yeah, deal, uh, turning, deal, deal killer. You know, the, the CPA looks at the financial advisor, oh, money grubbing, yeah, the sales guy. And, and no, there are people that are well-versed, well-educated, mean well to best serve the client. Years ago, I got tapped to help build an organization, uh, uh, an association called the Wealth Advisor Institute. I was the chairman of that. And that was the same premise was to bring these multi-disciplines together 
to get them to work together, help each other, and promote each other. Hmm. Because I don't do taxes. You do. I'm not an attorney. You are. I'm, I do financial advisors. How do we band together and help each other? You know, real estate agents. I mean, that's another area that we'll be moving into as we look to continue to expand our verticals. You know, you know most people don't realize every real estate agent, for the most part, 95% of them anyway, whether you're with Sotheby's, whether you're with Keller Williams, whether you're with Century 21, they're all 1099 independent contractors. They're all small business owners themselves. Well, when a family sells their home or buys their home, it's you know sometimes either the largest investment they have or certainly one of the largest. And then if they happen to be fortunate enough to make money on it, what do they do with it? Right. Well, there are hardly any financial advisors marketing with real estate agents. <laughs> they all want to go into the tax accounting you know, person because they have tax clients. Well, there are a lot of opportunities and now is the time to expand your network, to be able to open up your ideas and open up your heart and open up your mind to other allied professionals in and around financial services and business solutions. So that's I, a great point. I would even advocate, man, because I think you're spot on. I, I think if you don't, you're not going to exist. And the reason why I say that is I think the consumer – you know, we're seeing this across the board with the Amazons of the world. We want compression of time. The consumer wants the easy button from Staples. And if you can't, as a business owner, become that easy button, and every business owner is a gateway. So the real estate agent, when they attract the client, they can be that gateway of that easy button. And they can get the inspector, the title insurance, the financial advisor, the, you know, the CPA. They can have and have those relationships. And then the advisor is another gateway. Maybe I came to this whole network through the advisor and they need to be that easy button that connects everybody. But we tend to think of our business partners, not as partners, as business owners. We think of them as vendors. Like, That's oh, I got to go get the inspection guy to do the inspection on the house. Right. Or I got to go to the CPA. Instead of going, no, 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 this is a real business owner that wants exactly what I want, which That's is right. more clients and happier clients. That's and right. then what's right. even crazier to me, man, is all the marketing spend that is going on. What if you leveraged each other and started co-branding? We see this on our product with our Absolutely. magazine. We'll have the advisor and the estate planning attorney or the real estate agent and the mortgage professional because there's some natural synergies there. But all the expanded reach you can get for your dollar and let alone you're, you're building that association of trust. Because if you know Josh, my CPA, and I just start advertising with Josh to you, I get that natural association of trust. That's right. Just naturally put on me from a branding standpoint. And I just think it's a huge missed opportunity. And I think the big companies of the world, they're doing this. Like if you take Zillow. Zillow's trying to automate the home buying process. Well, in order to do this, they got to do what? They got to have the real estate agent. They got to have the insurance. They got to have the contractors. They got to have all, and they're lining that up. And it's like, come on, people, get, get your list of vendors right now, turn them into partners and build the, the mini chalice network for you. Build right. your own little mini chalice network for your client of all the resources you have and then freaking advertise together. I just think it's yeah. such a opportunity and you're spot on i tell you you know some of the greatest satisfaction i've we've, we've uh, experienced of late is many of our members of the chalice network uh have now come back and said hey you know you guys have been such great help for us we've been able to save a ton of money on our health insurance through your group health insurance plan been able to set a ton of money on some of the other 
business solutions and services that we need, not unlike, you know, access to QuickBooks and, and uh, payroll services and the support with the HR elements of our business and cybersecurity. Any chance I can help my clients who are also small business owners like me? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and we said, sure. So now we've, got, we've had, we've had a, a John Deere franchisee who now gets his group health insurance from Chalice Network. Who happens, awesome. be, who happens to be a client of a financial advisor who is a small business owner who now has gotten his payroll services and health insurance from Chalice. And so we see this kind of whole extension of, hey, it works for me. Now it can work for you. Uh, we, ran a, we ran a Chalice Cares campaign uh, for the whole month of April, whereby we waived our membership fee to access our, our group health, uh, affordable health insurance for our group health insurance plan. We had everything from florists, uh, that did signed up to get uh, save 25, 30% of their health insurance through Chalice to real estate agents to, like I said, John Deere franchisees. And it warms my heart when you see that people are there helping each other. What, you, what we can do for me, we can do for you. And that's why we'd like to say that the strength of we gives us, you know, empowers a network of me because I could not do what I do if it weren't for the other associated folks of, of, uh, with us where. We, we come together to get the economies of scale, operational efficiencies by helping each other. Now, there's that old proverb, I forget what it is, it's, um, or where it's from, but it's basically, if you wanna go fast, you go alone. If you wanna go far, you go together. And I think what happens, the reason why people don't do partnerships, they don't partner with their vendors, is they're so focused on the transaction going fast. They're so focused on the instant gratification or owning. Like I was talking to Steve, my partner, the other day, and I said, Steve, one of the next areas of Reminder Media's growth is we have this pie, man. We've got to be willing to give up some of the pie, knowing that when we give up a sliver of the pie, that pie is going to grow much bigger and our piece of the pie is getting, but that's a really hard thing as a business owner and an entrepreneur to, to think about because that's a long-term mindset and, it, and it's risky. It's risky to partner up and to, you know, to really go, you know, cause a lot of partnerships fail, but you know, if you want to go far, you got to go together. If you want to go fast, go alone, you know, you know, you know the, uh, I think the idea of partnership and is really uh, something that is going to be, a, a dramatic theme that people are going to be moving into much going into it much further going it alone uh depending on your size will not be an option and you know we you know we not only does chalice have the chalice network the chalice digital marketplace but we also want a company called succession link and succession link is the largest m&a platform for advisory businesses financial advisors rias tax professionals insurance agents and now we're adding some attorneys and independent broker dealers um, so what we, what we are now seeing a lot more of is our mergers as opposed to acquisitions. People have forgotten what the M stands for in, mer- in M&A, merger and acquisitions. Kind of a lost art in the 80s and 90s. They did a lot more mergers. And then because capital was so plentiful, you know, via private, private equity firms, alike, it was all buy, 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 and little buy, right? Well, there's a difference, right? Merger is a consolidation of two or more companies that come together to be stronger, you know, to, to eliminate, you know, cost redundancies and to be, you know, give, to get the economies of scale together. And so we see a lot more mergers and viewing them as partnerships, not going alone. Can I be bigger and better if we're together as opposed to any one of us individually alone? I often say, you know, many small business owners are chasing the elusive economies of scale. 
not unlike the dog chasing the car. What does he do when he gets the bumper, right? Well, they're never going to achieve it on their own. But by coming together, and that's why Chalice, with a network of 53,000 plus, you know, registered users and members now, we have the economies of scale to deliver to our clients and our customers and our members, you know, cost savings on average of 25 to 30% on the products and services on the platform. And that gives them huge, huge savings uh, that when you add it up, it expands their margins and ultimately enhances their enterprise value. Mm, mm, so good, man. Keith, I got to ask you, I know you're a successful business owner. You've been doing this a long time. We love to kind of get everyone's take on, you know, these, these routines or daily habits or, or what are you doing? You know, a couple of things that you're doing every day that you feel has really contributed, you know, to your success. What are some of the habits that you've just developed? You know, um, I'm a former Marine, once a Marine, always a Marine, but you know, Marine is, you know, I've got, I've got discipline, you know, I'm up every morning at the crack of dawn between 5.30 and 6 every morning. I make the bed. Don't let my wife do it. So I can say that I accomplished something right out of the gate. Uh, you know, they've often said, that, you know, one of the greatest things they taught us when you went to the Marine Corps boot camp uh, at this beautiful luxury resort called Paris Island is the first thing you do is you make the bed. And, you know, when you, when you get up and do that and you've accomplished that one little task, then you start setting the course of what your day is going to look like. Um, I then, you know, uh, start with the daily prayer. I read scripture every morning at eight o'clock and puts my, my mind in the right frame of mind about where I'm going, what I'm doing, what I've been put on this earth for. Uh, and I try to, you know, stay focused on, you know, making sure I have a kind of a systematic, repeatable, measurable process throughout what I'm doing. I'm a big believer in goal setting. Uh, you know, I have weekly goals, monthly goals, quarterly goals, uh, and annual goals about what I want to achieve. And, you know, part of it is uh, throughout my day, I make sure that I have baked into my, my calendar, my schedule of the day to reach out and touch somebody that matters to me, that's made a difference in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I created the Chalice Advisory Board. I've been blessed to have this amazing uh, advisory board of, of, of one, like-minded people. They're genuine, they're authentic, they're real, they're successful, uh, they're good people with good hearts. Uh, and I talk to them often. And, and these are people that are industry luminaries that you, you talk about feeling incredibly blessed. You know, when you have people like Eric Clark, the CEO from Orion, uh, you've got Dan Coyter, the CEO for Gladstone. You've got Aaron Klein, the CEO for Riskalyze. And the list goes on and on. Just wonderful, wonderful people. Jim Combs, the president and CEO for National Advisors Trust. And just, you know, uh, it's, so what I try to do is stay in touch with the people that I've kind of been blessed to uh, spend my career around that have either helped me or guided me or, uh, and have been an influence in my life. So I bake that into every week that I'm at least touching somebody that along the way, whether it was when I first started out as a retail advisor, financial advisor, well, the young buck broker with AG Edwards and Sons to the person that's now put me in the position that are investors in my company, um, that you have that sense of, uh, of um, um, you know, private communication uh, that keeps you grounded and thankful that they are a part of your journey in your life and in your career to get you where you are today. So those are some of the key things that I try to do on a, on a daily, weekly basis that keep me pretty grounded and focused on who I serve. My clients are, and my customers uh, are, are the, the advisor community in which I've grown up in and lived in for the last 33 years. Man, I, uh, I, would, I would never be where I am today if it weren't for them. That's great advice. What advice would you go back and tell younger Keith, right? Knowing what you know now after 30 plus years, what, what advice would you go back and give your younger self? 
surround yourself with uh, um, with 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 successful people. Successful people being uh, people that have that, are, that have, have made the commitment to being an entrepreneur, that have uh, that gone through the the gauntlet, uh, that have know what it's like to start a business, to grow a business, to run a business. Learn from the mistakes that they've made. We've all made them. Any entrepreneur that's ever gone on their own have all made the mistakes. Learn from them. Um, uh, find yourself a coach. You know, somebody that's got the, the years of experience um, and it can help you get there uh, faster. Uh, understanding the three forms of capital, uh, you know, because it takes money to start a business. You know, whether you're grinding it, up and grinding it out in your garage until you've got a few shekels in your pocket and can start to grow the business. But it takes three things, time, money, and people to build any business. So, but, but the financial capital is not, you know, is one thing, right? Not all money is green. So you got financial capital. That's the fuel you put in the tank that gets you from point A to point B, but you need intellectual capital. Uh, you know, my old boss, Ronald Reagan, uh, when he was the president of the United States and I was his crew chief on Marine One, used to say, you'd be wise to be not recognized as a, the dumbest one of the bunch. They'll make you look smarter. Surround yourself with a lot smarter people than you that could help you. So intellectual capital is important, really, really important that you got other really smart people around you that can help you uh, do things that you may not know how to do. The third, the second part of the capital chain is human capital. You know, find people that are going to help you put their other shoulder in it, help you get customers, help you get clients, help you get, you know, people to, to be either on your board of directors, be on your advisory board, be a sounding board. So intellectual capital, uh, financial capital and human capital are the three forms of capital. So those are the type of things. Uh, and you know what, I, you know, You've got to be, you got, you can't, you got to go into this as an entrepreneur with, you know, um, eyes wide open, but a heart and a mindset of optimism, mm. because there are a lot of potholes in this world of life and you're going to stumble and skin your knees, but by God, you're going to be a fighter, a scrapper, and you got to get up and you got to believe that you're going to win the next battle and the next battle and the next battle. So um, I don't know if I could ever go back and work for somebody ever again. Uh, I think once you get a taste of being an entrepreneur, once you get a taste of what it's like to uh, to build something from the ground up and to go out and help others and watch your business grow, um, I think that's the greatest uh, uh, greatest experience that you're going to gain, be well beyond that of the financial rewards that you could have in the ultimate building and the sale of a, a very successful business. Man, that's awesome. That was worth the whole podcast right there. It's just that. <laughs> advice, man. That, was, that was awesome. Very, very kind. Thank you all. Thank you so much for being here, Keith. Thank you for your service as well. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you and find Chalice. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You know, please go visit chalicenetwork.com or successionlink.com. Uh, or if you care to ever reach out to me, you know, by all means, give me a shout out at Keith at chalicenetwork.com. We'd love to have you. Uh, we welcome you into the Chalice family and the Chalice community. Uh, we couldn't be happier to be partners with Remind and Meteor. Uh, these guys are, I mean, rock stars. Then again, if you're listening to their podcast, you already know that. But uh, uh, on behalf of all of us here at Chalice and the community that we serve and our members, Josh, Luke, Andrea, Ariel, thank you all very much. God bless you all and stay safe. Thanks so much again, awesome. Keith. Thank, thank you, you so much. For listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get all of the uh, links that uh, Keith mentioned there at the end. Go to staypaidpodcast.com. While there, you can also find the videos for our episodes. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, we ask for no money. We only ask for two things. Number one, head on over to iTunes, give us a rating and leave a comment. And the other one is to tell a friend about the podcast. If you hear this podcast, you know someone who's looking for a network that can help them grow. 
Uh, make sure to tell them about this so they can learn all about Keith here and what he's doing with Chalice. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode, I am Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre, and I would encourage all of you, go check out Chalice. It really, truly is an amazing platform. Here's your action item from today's episode. I actually have two. I can't help myself. I have two action items for you, but they're, they're decently simple. The first one is you need to create your Chalice network. Meaning Chalice was created for business owners to be able to go to a one-stop shop to be able to find all the resources they need to help them run an efficient and quality business. You need to think about your business right now and the platform you're providing to your client. So if you're a real estate agent looking, you know, listen to this, think about your mortgage professional, your title insurance, the accountant that you might have, the contractor, the inspectors, this whole line of vendors that you normally use to get a deal across the finish line. They shouldn't just be vendors. It should be a partnership and you should be, you know, touching those people, building partnerships with those people, not only from a marketing and advertising standpoint, but mainly from a client experience standpoint, build your own chalice network for your client. So when they come to you, it's literally like the Staples easy button. The second action item, which I can't help but give you was this whole concept that Keith shared about he bakes into his calendar where he will reach out to somebody that has influenced him in his life, that has been impactful in his life. And that is so critical. What I want you to do this week is reach out to somebody that's been an impact in your life. Reach out to them, somebody in your community, someone in your sphere, and literally just reach out to them, check in on them, see how they're doing, and let them know, hey, wanted to check in because you've been an impact in my life. Just want you to know that, you know, I really appreciate all that you've brought to my life. That is the true power of building a relationship-based business. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every industry that Josh and I work in is top producers take action. Take action on that today.